And now, your host, Rusty Penn. Hello, folks. Greetings and welcome to the podcast once again. Can I come in and talk to you about something that might be happening here in the future? It's called the draft, not a backdoor draft where troops are sometimes deployed for way, way longer than their current enlistment, but an actual draft where a youngster can show up or go down to check the mail and say, Mom, hey, Dad, what's this? Says something about welcome aboard or you've been selected. And that person finds themselves uh, in the military forces. Now, that's happened in this country quite a bit. And here at the podcast center, we get a lot of information that this is building again. There's a certain type of, I guess you'd call it, inertia is building to have another draft. Me? No, I don't want to see another draft. No, not at all. But I would like to talk to you about what happens sometimes to someone who gets that card that says, you have been drafted. Well, the first thing they do is they try to find out what their options are. And let's just cut to the chase. It used to be you got on a bus and you took that hellacious bus ride down to the training center, whether it's Marine Training Center, Army, Naval Training Center. They have a thing here I'm supposed to read. It's called the Pussycats at the, what's this say, Air Force. I don't understand that. I, I don't want to read that. You can have the Air Force boot camp. I've never heard anything about it, good or bad. But anyway, uh, you go to a regular boot camp. Now, in the old days, they were rough. There's, It's been portrayed in many, many movies. Oh, yes, it really has. All kinds of movies of guys getting, quote, whipped into shape. Sometimes a sadistic DI, that would call, stands for DI, like drill instructor. This one was all male, baby, and all the males trained in the same male barracks. There were no females coming in. There were no females using the same latrine. Oops, did I let that word slip out? I meant toilet. <laughs> using the same shower and all this gender-bending stuff that they're doing now. Nope, a tough dude came in and some young spuds stood at attention, and he might have said, oh, we're talking the first day or two now. No one knows what's going on. Heavy, heavy energy, just full of stress in the air. That sadistic DI might take a paper and just rip the paper in half and say, this is you and this is you, or something like that. It's an object lesson. Or he might walk over and take a towel from the stack roll it up and snap it right across the face of a, someone standing at attention and call him a swear word. You blankety-blank, cross-eyed SOB. Or, I mean, that's, that's being polite. This was considered de rigor. This was considered what you had to do to, quote, get him snapped into shape, to round him out, to get rid of the rough stuff. Well, now it's a little bit different, isn't it? In fact, it's a whole lot different. In fact, with the COVID crisis, do you think that they're going to stop boot camps? What do you think? Do you think they sent everybody home during the boot camp? Uh, how good of a job did they do on that big aircraft carrier here a while ago where the captain said, please, I have a what appears to be a COVID outbreak here. Could I just, we're not at war, could I bring them in and just get these sick sailors off so they don't infect the rest of the ship? And under the uh, current occupant of the White House, President Trump, the order was no. They sent what's called a shitbird out to come in. No one ever heard of him, talked, made big things about, I'm as sure as this and your captain's a coward and blah, blah, blah. Well, that lasted all of 72 hours. And that shitbird was gone. Thank you, President Trump. So the thumbs got pulled out of the pie, and somebody else said something. And they said, well, maybe he was right. And then they, they reversed themselves a third time, says, no, no, Captain was wrong. They fired his, fired, he's gone now. Could, that's, the kind, that's what passes for leadership at the command level, folks. You got just a glimpse of what happens to the poor devils at boot camp. On the national and international scene, they couldn't discipline or 
give an accommodation to that captain, one or the other. It was back and forth, back and forth. People came out of the woodwork you never saw before and were telling the captain he was no good. That's what boot camp is right now. So if you do go in, be prepared right off the bat. If you don't like needles, don't worry. They have a, an air gun now. You'll be given inoculations. You may end up being so sick you vomit, but there'll be many, many inoculations. You'll have no idea what they are or where they came from or what exactly any potential side effects now or later could put you at risk. You ain't getting, no, no, I'm not talking about a tetanus vaccine or a tetanus shot. I'm talking about some wild stuff, real wild stuff. You don't know when now they're going to have a record of it. And it's very possible that the pharmaceutical companies will have records of it. But you will not be allowed to have that record of that inoculation. I see here there's a thing called a DD-214, some kind of a thing that shows who you are, where you are. I guess it's called a discharge paper. Am I saying that word right? But that's not going to let you know what they shot you up with. So that's just the first base. Let's go to second base. They slap you around a little bit, or maybe they give you a little card, a pink card you can pull out. And when you hold the card up and show it to them, that means, please stop yelling at me. I'm getting stressed. Don't yell at me anymore. I'm getting stressed, man. And it's, it's just one step away from wanting to see my mommy. But that's that, if you look at what comes out of the high school system today, unless the kids played sports or comes from a nuclear family, that nuclear means a real mom and a real dad full-time, all the time. But if the kid's raised by a single mom, and he's taught by a school teacher who's a female, and she's a single mom, they both, those women, share particular traits that they're going to input into that poor child. And those traits are going to be real hard to weed out, whether it's boot camp or life. Well, it goes on a little bit farther, and the day comes when a person graduates from boot camp. Of course, he's happy to have that over, or she, as the case may be, and then there's called the duty assignment. Now, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes behind closed doors. We're not talking about sexually perverse jokes like being a cabin boy on a ship with a sadistic cabin, although that stuff still goes on, doesn't it? Can you say Jerry Saval over there in England, all those hundreds of kids he abused, and the Catholic priests? Oh, yeah, there'll be a Catholic priest on those ships or on that uh, military compound or on that marine barracks. From time to time, a Catholic priest will be able to come by. And if just the right kid, a teenage boy, maybe looks 17, maybe 18, young for his life, maybe 19, 19, if he takes a liking to that kid, there's no telling what kind of depravity might take place. Because that's your new norm. That's your norm. Well, it's called boot camp. You're all done with that. You got your first duty assignment. There'll be a thing about satanic rituals, about a, what's that, satanic church? And they can have those right on the military base. You can have a satanic church, a little altar, time goes up, you have the satanic Bible. Oh, well, the other side, you mean like Jesus Christ? No, no. <laughs> you are not, as a chaplain, I have it on good authority. You are not allowed to speak the words and the knowledge of Jesus Christ when counseling someone that comes in your office. If that student or if the, what do we, I guess, product of the drill instructor, whatever you want to call him, call him a soldier, says, what do I have to do to get saved? I'm mixed up. You can't say, believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, or believe on Christ, and thou'll be saved. Can't say about the crucifixion. Nope. Can't say about saying your prayers, maybe getting a miracle, having the Lord answer a prayer, or calm your, calm your heart, help you through a rough spot. Nope. Not Jesus Christ. Now, you can talk about universal powers. You can talk about reaching out to the universe. 
You can talk about white witchcraft all you want. That's where we're at now. And some countries don't want the United States even on their soil. They don't even want them on this soil because they don't want to have any pink time. They don't want to have any uh, this business of any a Catholic priest being attached or embedded with the, the military so he can spread his stuff on leave. Maybe he's downtown and there's a boys club, if you know what I mean. No, think about it. Is this the kind of people you want to have to come to your town unsupervised that can't speak your language or all carrying guns, rifles, machine guns, walk into the equivalent of a boys club? And say our commanding officer wants all you guys to clear out. By the way, where are you two kids from? You know, is, is, do you really want to have that conversation? Well, we're getting—we're not getting far afield. We're talking about what happens after deployment. You're sent on your first mission, and why people don't want you there because you represent something that's not good. It's not Christ-like. It's not biblically ordered. It's satanically ordered for the most part during the actual and all you have to do is take a look on the base and take a look at the, the kind of a disbursement chart it talks about who like so and so they're gonna have a football game so and so a baseball game so and so they have uh, the black black sabbath altar so and so has the witchcraft thing sometimes called nature and so and so has a little bible study well you take a look at the ratios my friend and you tell me what do you call it are you calling it a godly environment or a dark environment just based upon the sheet of what goes on that military base. By the way, take a look at suicide rates while they're on the base and suspicious deaths while they're on the base. I said suspicious deaths while they're on that military base. Take a look. It's still on Google. And then the aftercare, right after they're done, send them through the sands or through the hills of Afghanistan or whatever. And they get out and they need a little help after their discharge. What takes place there? Well, that's something for you to think about. Does the Bible talk about it? Well, sure it does. Or it says, who goeth to warfare at any time at his own charges? The Bible talks right off the bat about going to warfare and who's going to pay the bill. In fact, later on it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to pull down a stronghold. The preacher or pastor can't say that. If a stronghold is, is terror, and cowardness you can't get you you're hurting you don't want to get shot well maybe a certain kind of a warfare weapon a spiritual weapon could help you overcome your fears couldn't it how about this i commit unto thee according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war a good warfare has there been a prophecy on you it could have been a thousand years ago someone could have said let all the people that come to this town dear lord fight a good warfare and be good people. Warfare being against the devil and things like fornication, adultery, thefts, cannibalism. You know, you get the idea. So that's it. That's that's your boot camp experience. Now, does it, is it always bad? Well, I'll let you tell me the good tell me the good things that take care of place in a boot camp. How uh well, we can't say how men are made men because that's not fair anymore. Because it could be gender fluid, like little Bradley Manning, who decided to become a whistleblower and release some stuff. And next thing you know, they they cut him. Called it. They cut his his manhood with a scalp. Turned his name into Chelsea Manning. All the while he was stuck in a cage and he was being held incommunicado. Couldn't talk to his lawyers. Sometimes we're told, is that true or not? I don't know. I'm just reading the thing here. But sounds good to me. Well, how could you change a guy from a woman into a man? or from a man into a woman, either one, 
while they're being held in a barracks or held in, held in a military prison? How does that work? Well, if you can't answer that, then maybe you ought to think twice when you receive that letter in the mail. Folks, it's called the Third Door Down Podcast. We're just asking some questions here. What's the final analysis? Well, the final analysis is over in Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Let's talk about some things, working miracles. It says, For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth into the kings. Now, where are they going to the kings of the earth? That's like a president or a vice president or a commanding officer. And of the whole earth to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. It's always a battle. Maybe it's a great battle. Maybe this is going to be the one. But that's the ultimate thing is to have a mighty, big, great battle. Lots of bloodletting, bloodshed. All the military commanders and the generals and the tanks and all the thing just waiting for just one spark and go to war. Who works the miracles? Let me read again. For they are the spirit. Now, the devils don't work the miracles. The spirits of the devils work the miracles, which go forth into the kings. That's like Putin and Trump and, and whoever the guy's in charge of China now. They, some, the Bible tells us they get a spirit worked on them sometimes, a devilish spirit. That's why you're told to pray for people in authority. I want to thank you for stopping by. It's always a pleasure. Peace to you and bye for now. Folks, you've been listening to another episode of the Third Drawer Down podcast with your host, Rusty Penn.